welcome to talc teaching and learning consultation skills this is the talc talks podcast helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction Today I'm going to be talking about some skills from the module Skills for Effective Explanations and concentrating on the chapter called Whose News Is It Anyway? Clinicians work very hard in the first part of the consultation to gather information and then develop an understanding of their patient's problem. Listening skills are really crucial to the effective gathering of information and there's a whole module called Talc Skills for Effective Information Gathering. However, when clinicians get to try and explain their findings and make a plan of care with the patient, sometimes they seem to abandon their listening skills and resort to a more lecturing sort of style. Here is my assessment and here's the treatment plan I have for you. Most of the time it seems a bit like a business as usual approach with the clinician's mini lecture taking the place of dialogue and the clinician having quite fixed things to say rather than tailoring it to the individual. On other occasions, clinicians can become a bit tense and almost paralysed because they think what they're going to say is bad news and then they think they need to use some special and difficult breaking bad news skills. However, if you think about it, nearly all our explanations are a kind of news that we're giving the patient and the impact and significance of that news to an individual patient can't be assumed, not in advance. This really means that the skills of breaking news are the same whether that information is neutral or potentially low impact or whether it's even good news or whether it is indeed bad news. The skills of breaking news are similar in all consultations and need to be practised skillfully in all situations. If clinicians learn how to give news, i.e. information, effectively in all circumstances, the situations where really bad news has to be transmitted will become relatively less threatening or difficult. One thing it's important to appreciate is that the significance of information is not the same in all circumstances. The meaning of any given piece of information or news depends on the context for each individual patient. Clinicians can only really understand the significance of their remarks if they elicit a response from that specific patient. And here are some examples that clarify this concept. So let's say a patient comes to ask for their smear result, which shows some borderline changes requiring a repeat smear earlier than usual. For many patients, this will be fairly neutral news, perhaps creating a nuisance more than anything of having more frequent smears for a while. But for a woman who knows that cancer of the cervix has claimed the lives of most of her older female relatives, the same news may seem like very bad news and even life-threatening news. Let's think of another example. Let's say a patient has an MRI scan. They've had leg pains and the scan shows a prolapsed disc requiring urgent referral and a strong possibility of neurosurgery to follow. For some patients, this will be bad news. And for someone who has fears about surgery or worries about anaesthesia, this could be a terrifying development. On the other hand, for someone who's been suffering undiagnosed leg pain for a year, this news might be received with huge relief 
because an accurate diagnosis has been made, with the strong possibility that surgery will relieve them of their pain. Clinicians can develop skills for effective explanations that are suitable for any or all of these disparate circumstances, rather than using standard explanations for specific diseases, as in, this is how I explain diabetes, or thinking, now I need my special breaking bad news skills. Breaking news is one of the powerful generalist skills that was explored in the module Talc Effective Methods for Teaching Consultation Skills. How can educators unleash the awesome power of generalist skills? So what are the skills needed for effective breaking of news? These are, first of all, state the problem in clear language with a general indication of what the news is about. So, for example, the results are in and they're looking good or the results do show some very significant changes. This corresponds to the popular idea of a warning shot when serious disease is to be discussed. The next thing is to discover the patient's own prior knowledge about your stated diagnosis or your stated results. Then you need to find out what the patient's individual information needs are. 80% of people like a lot of information. They like as much information as possible actually, but there's a smaller number of people who actually prefer just to cut to the chase and be told what's going to happen. The next thing is to stage the information into logical small sections that tell a story. The reason for that is because we easily remember information that comes in narrative form. We need to pause frequently and actively ask for the patient's responses, the patient's ideas and concerns about what we're saying. This will help every clinician to understand the significance of that news for that specific individual. And the chapter called Is Chunking and Checking a Good Way to Eat an Elephant? explores these specific skills in detail. The other key thing is to explain what findings mean, including signs of health as well as signs of disease. Some of this is covered in the TALC module Skills for Effective Explanations in the section can words really be healing in their own right? It can be helpful to use specific aids to explanation and recall, for example, diagrams or written materials like leaflets. It's even more helpful to personalise these for the use of the specific individual. Clinicians should write the name of the patient on any leaflet or information sheet and customise it for them. So, if there are some parts which are especially important, highlight these with an asterisk or a highlighter pen. For example, this information about lower carbohydrate diets for diabetes is likely to be of special interest to you because you've told me you're very keen to avoid tablets. You can also address irrelevant information by saying things like, I'm crossing out this part about avoiding pregnancy when taking these tablets because you are male and it doesn't apply to you. This personal approach increases the patient's confidence in the explanations or care plan and also helps them to remember the important parts. It is also important to remember the ideas and concerns the patient has which were explored during the information gathering part of the consultation. Incorporate these in any explanation, especially if the clinician can be reassuring about the absence of a disease that the patient was particularly concerned about. Remember to be empathic with the patient's responses. 
Concerns that might seem trivial to you as a clinician might be very important to the patient. Be non-judgmental and accept where they're coming from. This will help you to identify and manage the patient's expectations sympathetically. And you will find more details about how to do this in TALC, Skills for Effective Planning of Care, Why are Shared Management Plans More Effective? These skills should be practised in all conversations where information is imparted. While it seems as though there are many aspects to consider here, they really boil down to this. Stage the information into chunks, preferably in a narrative, and elicit the patient's response to all the stages. Use active listening skills to ensure a continued dialogue in which the patient's perspective is fully valued. Of course, it can also be helpful to practice telling people about highly significant developments, such as a new diagnosis of serious disease. Few clinicians feel really comfortable telling patients they've got cancer, motor neuron disease, or that end-of-life care is now the only appropriate option. And a role play is a suitable simulation to practice for those times, just as BLS training on a dummy helps us to practice for a real cardiac arrest. However, if the clinician has developed effective breaking news skills in ordinary everyday consultations, those skills can be adapted to almost any situation, however serious. It's worth reading about this in more detail in some of the resources, and I think the section on explanations in The Inner Consultation by Roger Neighbour and in Skills for Communicating with Patients give a rich picture of various strategies for effective and memorable explanations. There is more information about this in the references and resources section of the written materials that go along with this podcast. And there are some examples there which clinicians can use to develop as skills rehearsals to practice some of these skills, especially chunking and checking, and especially personalising your information to the patient that you're actually with. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.